morning, everyone. Happy Saturday. Welcome to Unsupervised Leadership. This is season two, episode eight. And to be honest, we only have one episode left after this before we go on our like holiday break, right, Court? We do, but we have people who we have spoken to that are going to be guests that are already scheduled for season three. So we're excited about that too, because there's so many guests and so little time. Yeah. I mean, who would have thought? Yeah. Well, as you know, last week we had the men who love unsupervised leadership. We got rave reviews on that. We did. Fan boys. <laughs> no. So that really wasn't, but we also have Elle back today. Elle, say hello to everyone. Hi. Okay. So one of the things, if you've been listening, Kate just recently had a psychic party. It was a hit for some, not so much for others, but either way, the entertainment value was there. And so Elle recently got this book and the book is called Four Girls Only, Everything Great About Being a Girl by Laura Dower, D-O-W-E-R. So one of the things that Elle has decided to share with me and Kate today is the Zodiac attack. So mm -hmm. Elle is going to read for Kate her Zodiac attack information, <laughs> and we are both going to respond to it. And then we will do it with me and we will both respond to it. So would you like to go ahead and begin with Kate? Let's get closer to the microphone here. And so what is Kate? What is her Zodiac sign, Elle? Um, her zodiac sign is a Leo. She's yeah. a Leo. Mm -hmm. Okay, so read what it says about her, um, please. So her traits are show off. Show off. Oh, okay. Popular. Yes, okay. Proud. Mm-hmm. And likes elegance. Yes. Mm. Admiration. Admiration, yes. Admiration and loyalty. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I like and dislikes boredom, mm -hmm. apologies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hate those. And not being center of attention. <laughs> okay. He's most likely to act, direct, or sell something. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. So, Kate, let's do a self response on this first. Okay. I do hate apologies. Just do a better job. That's my reflection. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. What um, else do you think about it? I I do think that I, when I feel proud, I feel like I am proud. So that's a good description of me. It says you're a show off. What do you think about that? <laughs> I don't think I'm a show off. You aren't. No, I don't actually like to be the center of attention. Do you think other people would say you're a show off? If you ask my husband, I would say, yeah, but it <laughs> 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 he would be like, it's not a who finishes the most stuff around the house, but I think it is in my own head. Right. So yeah, he would probably say yes. He would also say loyalty is something that you like. Love. If people are not loyal, then I don't like to be around them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, when it says that you're most likely to act, direct, or sell something, what does that say about you? Well, I feel like I missed my calling in Hollywood is really what it makes me feel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I should have gone and been an actress. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. Um, I would hate to sell something though. I'm not a big seller. One of the last things that's on here that we haven't spoken about, I'll go okay. ahead and read this. We have some famous Leo girls. Who are okay. they? JK Rowling, Jennifer Lopez, and Madonna. Madonna. <gasps> you don't know who Madonna is, do you? <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, let me tell you, JK Rowling. Yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you, we we're talking about her book today, and I know that you were mentioning her in the book. 
Jennifer Lopez, guess what? We have have no idea. Did you? So what do we know about JLo? She has the same birthday as me, which is crazy because I call you JLo. Yeah, you do. And she has the same birthday as me. And ever since I was like five, I would say, oh, they'd say my birthday. And I'd say, so is (laughs) JLo. Okay. That's great. Yeah. I did not know that. And we love Madonna. We do love Madonna. Madonna maybe is too. No, I used to listen to Madonna. You did. Like a prayer. Good song. We're into it. (laughs) Like a something. Okay, good. And so how do you feel about, do you think this accurately represents Kate? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Would you add anything to it? No. Okay. Okay. Let's read about your mom now. All right. So I'm a Libra. Here we go. Okay. Okay. I'm the scales. Oh. Um, So you're artistic, fair, and opinionated. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And you like looking good, cleaning up, and playing by the rules. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you dislike change, sloppiness, and loud arguments. Mm-hmm. Take note of that, girl. Yeah. And you're, and you're most likely to be a lawyer or a diplomat. Mm-hmm. And famous Libra girls are Serena Williams. Mm-hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow. And Kate Winslet. Winslet. Oh, okay. So how do you feel about that court? Okay. So I think I am artistic, but I didn't know it, but I think I'm probably artistic in different ways. I feel like I'm fair. I'm definitely opinionated. Yes. Okay. Okay. So we don't need you to be chiming in on that, but thank you. Um, I, of course, yes. Like looking good. I do love cleaning up. I like when things are organized. If they aren't, I feel like things are crazy. I dislike change. I don't know that I totally agree with that because I don't mind change, change but maybe yeah. there's certain parts of my life that I don't like, like change. I definitely dislike sloppiness and loud arguments yeah. over mm-hmm. that. Okay. I agree. Most likely to be a lawyer or a diplomat. I would agree. With yeah, I do. I think I you missed your myself. calling a little bit. Yeah, I could have been an you attorney. You could be the president. Yeah, right. <laughs> over that. And these famous Libras, I'm all for it. Yeah, we like them. Yeah. How do you do? Feel any about of them it? have the same birthday as you? Do you know? I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. I don't know who has the same birthday as me. Wait. My birthday is October 14th, though. I I'm going to look it up. up. I'll look it up. For you. All right, we'll look it up. L. So, do you feel like this book is? I think this is a great book. Okay, so listeners, the book again is for girls only. Everything great about being a girl. It's information, advice, activities, questions, answers, and a whole lot more from the history, how to the factual, the fashionable, and the just plain fascinating and a totally revealing for girls only super quiz. Yeah, really great. And my daughter's nine and she's loving it, aren't you? All right. Say goodbye to the listeners all. Bye. Bye. All right. Um, And here we go. I do have someone that has the fa- your famous birthday, by the way. Who is it's it? It's Dwight Eisenhower, the 34th president of the United <laughs> States. <laughs> well, we were talking about diplomats. And Usher. Oh, I love Usher. Yeah, he's yeah, making some good yeah. music. So yeah. Oh, I love good. Usher. Okay. Okay. So we're happy about this. I'm here for that. Okay. So first of all, we got into it really quickly because we have L with us today, but people are probably wondering what we're drinking. Last week, we were drinking some Pollyanna. You decided <laughs> to name it something that it Gave wasn't. Name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yeah. isn't appropriate, but okay. I had to correct you. And that was the Dreamsicle Flurries that you decided to call whatever you wanted. But what yeah. are you drinking today? Today, we're having like mini flights from Pollyanna mm-hmm. because we decided that we just don't know which beer we like the best. But... 
My favorite today is Pollyanna's beer called Fun Size. It tastes like candy. <laughs> it's great. I'm really happy about it's it. It's a stout. And yeah. it's great. It's like Halloween, but Halloween's over. So I'm okay with it. Exactly. And it's fall though. We're getting into October, November, December. It's about ready to be the holidays. I'm expecting some really great holiday drinks. Oh, we're going to have a holiday drink party. We're going to tell you all about it in January. Don't <laughs> worry. We're going to keep you guys in, involved. I hope we will. We had great response from our men who love unsupervised leadership. Thank you to everybody who continues to listen and be supporters and true supporters. Yeah. Let's go ahead and clarify that. We but know. with that being said, we we have some things going on and we've been writing a book. Do you want to give our listeners a little insight into this? Guys, we've been writing a book. It is our Carrie Bradshaw moment. For those of you who listened all the way from season one, we have written like at least half of our book so far. And we think it's hilarious, don't we? Well, it is. And we've actually tested it out Mm -hmm. on some people who are in education and who are not in education. And they're like, okay, this is great. This is funny. This is practical. It's real. It's tangible. There's good takeaways from it. Yes. And it's very reflective and insightful. Hey, can't go wrong with that. That's right. Everyone that has read it, which has been like five people total, we've given it and said... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which these five people are great, by the way. So if you're listening, we love you. Anyways, they think it's an easy read. It is the way that Courtney and I talk. So if those of you you know, out there are offended by the way that we talk, you probably won't like our book. <laughs> but yeah, like if you're into theoretical research-based type of reads, this probably isn't, isn't for you. Isn't for you. Yeah. But if you are really into the practical application of what's happening in organizations, this is for you. Yeah. Or if you're thinking about going into leadership and you're like, how do I do this? What does that look like? Read it. Or if you're just struggling being a human, which I think yeah. we all go through, mm-hmm. you probably need to read it just for that. So we're hoping to reach a lot of different types of listeners and mark your calendars because June 22nd, Yep. if you are listening to the men who love unsupervised leadership episode, you know that we had Dr. Corey Tafoya, who is a superintendent at Harvard. And let me tell you, he is amazing. He came up with this idea and said, I want to be able to put a lot of great females together, meet you guys, talk about some of the things that you've talked about on the podcast, but do it in person. And we are going to do that in his neck of the woods, which is in Northern Illinois on June 22nd. Please be ready to join us. Kate, what do you want to say about this? Listen, if you guys ever wanted to hang out with Courtney and I in a very real way, we're going to have drinks, we're going to have food, we're going to have real talk, which is exactly the kind of environment we want to be in. You need to come. We're going to let you guys know on Twitter when the tickets go on sale. It will be June 22nd. We have a lot of really fun things in store for all of you. Things Corey doesn't even know we're going to do yet. So, And things that we probably don't know either, but... I got kind of nervous. I had a dream about this. Did I tell you? No. What happened? I had a dream that nobody showed up. Okay. That's not going to happen. I know that, but I, this is part of the imposter syndrome that we talk about. And I also think we started this journey, however long ago that it was. And you were like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. But I got really nervous because I'm thinking Corey really believes in this, but then there's always this self-doubt. Like what if nobody shows up and we totally let him down. I guess it could be you, me and Corey, and we're just doing shots, Yeah, which he wouldn't hate. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't hate, hate that either. either. And not only that, this is why I'm a Leo. That's why I'm proud. I feel like that's not going to happen. That thought has never crossed my mind. You're such a show off. And that's why I love you. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it. I'm totally all for it. I'm but 
Here's the thing. One of the things that the men said was they were a little bit nervous that we were going to do some would you rathers. And I want everyone to know, stay tuned because guess what? We are going to do some would you rathers. But before we do that, (laughs) I do want to be able to share just a quick story with you. Can I do that? Yeah, you can tell. All right. I had the opportunity to, I speak to adults all the time, which is super awesome and great educators, organizations, but I had the opportunity to do exactly what what I do with adults with kids. And it was eighth graders Hmm. in 11 districts and the principals and staff got to choose the quote unquote top eight eighth graders in their grade in the district and then bring them to this leadership summit. And I was the keynote speaker. Are you with me? Yep. With you. So 88 of the top kids in a school district. So I need everybody out there thinking if you teach middle school or high school, this could be your kids. So every time I go somewhere, I believe if we're really going to practice what we preach in the classroom, we should differentiate for adults because Mm -hmm. not all adults learn the same. Not all kids learn the same. Doesn't matter what you teach, what grade level. So I send out this pre-survey on the pre-survey. One of my questions that I always ask educators, administrators, and teachers. And now what I asked these eighth graders was what is education lacking or missing in your opinion? Oh yeah. That's a good question. Okay. So I asked them and when I ask adults and educators, I hear a lot of different things. You can probably like, what would be some things you think would come up? From kids? No, from adults. Oh. Educators, teachers, administrators. Things that we're lacking. I think we're lacking. I can't, I mean, I don't want to give an adult's perspective because I think it should all be about kids, but I bet you adults would say things like, we need more time to be able to put in our schedule to be able to help kids. We need less training on different curriculums and we need more training on how to help behaviors, um, things like that. We need parents who care more, Mm -hmm. parents who show up more. Yep. We need more time. I mean, all of those things. Yes. And I don't disagree with any of that. However, when I asked all of these students anonymously, pervasively, here are the things that I heard. We need more entertainment value in education. We need Mm. more fun. We need more hands-on activities. Yeah. We need to make sure that you teach me differently than you teach the student next to me because I learn differently. We need to stop memorizing we can look up things on Alexa, Google. We can find that information. Please don't make us memorize anymore. We want to come to school and have fun. These are the top eight kids in 11 school districts. That's almost 90 kids saying this. And it was pervasive amongst all of it. And my son is in eighth grade and we tried to get him on the podcast today. Didn't we? We did. did, How did that go? He did not want any part of this. No, he was like, stop. I don't, are you guys recording me? I know. And, but what did I ask him? What do you think education's lack, lacking or missing? And he was like, nothing. I think it's great. But here's what I can tell you. We had 90 kids say over and over and over education needs to be more fun, more inviting. And these are our top, top kids, according to the teachers and the administrators in these particular districts. I would love for anyone who's listening to do some anonymous polling of students, Mm -hmm. whether they they want. Yeah. Kindergartners, eighth graders, seniors in high school. 
What do you think education is missing and not be mad at the answer? Yeah, that's really important. So we do um, a social emotional screener in my school and from third grade up, kids are allowed to write in their own responses. And the only question that they get to write in their own responses, like, I wish that my teachers knew, or I wish that they would do this differently. And so I had gone through every kid's response and some of their responses were amazing to me. Um, I got a lot of, I wish my teacher hugged me when I was sad, Mm -hmm. or I wish my teacher would sit me up towards the front because I pay attention better that way. Or um, I wish that they would give me 10 minutes of reading at night instead of 20 because I do sports after school and I get really tired after 8 p.m. Now, the beautiful thing about this screener is that all of those kids that left really impactful remarks are things that I was like, I should go back and tell their teacher this, like when I'm reading it are kids that you would have never picked out. I would have never picked them up. They're Mm -hmm. not kids that have behavior issues or exhibit any type of, you know, sadness during the day or any kid that would have come up from an SST. So they're just kids that are like, Hey, if you're going to ask me this question, like I'm going to tell you my response. And it was amazing to see the change after the teacher made the change, like moving that student up to the front or giving that kid a hug when they come in late every morning, instead of asking, why are you late? Like they already know. Oh, I think that districts that don't do some type of screener that has an open-ended question, you're really missing out. I also think though, you need to be responsible if you're going to give that screener that you actually go back and read those comments. Because if you don't, sometimes kids write things on there because they want you to help them. And if you're not looking at the answers, you can end up in a world of hurt. Yeah. Kids don't come to the table. I don't care if they're seniors or elementary kids and say, Hey, today, I can't wait to tell you about all the trauma that's happening in my world in my life. And I don't think adults do that either. No, but if you give people a space to be able to do that. So I'm just curious, Kate, is that we're not selling anything here, but is that a a screener that you know who the student is that's reporting that and someone's reading it? I am. I'm the only one that gets the the administrator. What is the screener? It's Panorama. Okay. And they also have an overarching toolbox for teachers for their specific class when they say, hey, overall, your class is low in self-efficacy or self-management. Here are some things you can do and talk to your kids throughout the day about how to address those issues. The thing I hate, and I'm going off on a tangent right now, and I get it. We love tangents. I know. And this is like something that I get so close to my heart. I, I just talked to my staff about this the other day. Someone had said, Kate, in our schedule, there's only like, you know, there's no time allotted for, you didn't put a specific time for social emotional learning in my schedule. And I said, and I love my staff because they're go-getters. They're like, whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do, we're going to do what's best for kids. And I said, I did that on purpose because I don't think that there should be 10 minutes in the morning that is allotted to social emotional learning. I think you should do it all throughout the day. And whenever something comes up, cause you should be responsive to that. So that's why I didn't give you 10 minutes. I'm giving you the flexibility to know that if a day happens when kids are really upset or something's going on, you have my permission, even though you don't need it to pull your kids together and do what you need to do for kids. We can't get into the mind frame that we only care about social and emotional learning for 10, 10 minutes out of the day. And I do think that teachers really struggle with the mm-hmm. concept of time, but as a mom, I'll tell you right now, I don't care if my kids are in kindergarten or seniors in high school. My baseline expectation is that someone in the building that teaches my child, not a case manager. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about a teacher that has them, him for 45 minutes a day, or that has her for all day. You are going to pick up the phone and call me one time out of 180 days and say, Hey, 
I'm your child's teacher. How are things going? What do I need to know? You're not calling me about 15 missing assignments in March. You're not calling me about, you know, what, whatever concern that you might have, you're simply introducing yourself. And I want to hear your voice. And if I can't answer, cause I'm busy, I likely am. Mm-hmm. You're going to leave a voicemail yep. versus a text message. And here's the thing, Kate, I can tell you right now that we will always have teachers that will say, and as a teacher, I taught 150 kids. Yep. So did you, Yeah, I didn't do that. If I could go back, I would have done it. But as a mom, that's my baseline expectation. One phone call out of yep. 180 days. If that makes me a crazy parent, so be it. No, Don't it care. doesn't. That is my number one. I give my staff the first two weeks of PLC time to call every parent in the room and they have like 22 kids. And the reason why I do that and is not only because I think it's important, but because when I was like a third year teacher, I think I talked about this on here before mm-hmm. I had a kid who was in my history class very quiet, super withdrawn. He stopped coming to school for a while. He just seemed off. Like he was wearing different clothing. He was being really withdrawn. So I had called his mom and I had said, Hey, and this was like in October or November. Hey, I'm Mrs. Quasi. I'm your kid's um, social studies teacher. I just want to let you know, he hasn't been my first period class and he seems like something's really bothering him. What can you share with me about your kid? And the mom didn't say anything on the phone for the longest time. I still remember the student and his first and last name. His mom said, really? And she's like, I didn't even, I don't know. I was at work, you know, blah, blah, blah. She ended up coming to pick him up, took him. He had some depression issues that he had to take care of. And at at the end of the year, she said, I just want to say thank you. If you never would have called, I never would have noticed. And that to me is like, give people the time because like they must have time to call people. I don't care how scared you are. If you are too scared to call a parent, you shouldn't be in education. And I don't care if that's me. Like, I really believe that. I agree with you. And if you're Joe Sweeney, you might be hearing that story for the very first time because you've only listened to three out of 15 episodes <laughs> of unsupervised leadership. If you're someone like Scott Dart, Matt Steins, uh, you have heard that story now twice because you're an avid listener. Regardless, it's a story that never gets old. It's yeah. a story that we need to continue to tell in education. But picking up the phone and actually calling matters. And here's the other thing. I do think that we still need to send this Google form out to every parent email and say, just tell me anything I need to know about your child. Trauma Mm -hmm. doesn't just happen in the summer. Nope. We should do that multiple times in the year. And if you think about it, even if I get that same survey three times about Nolan, my answer in fall might be totally different than my answer in spring. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're trying to make a difference and change the world. We're on a tangent today and I don't care. Cause I think this is why we do what we do. I know I do. I get on tangents about this because as much as I am like, yes, let's do small groups for kids. Let's figure out where they're at. Let's figure out how to help them. I'm more concerned about when they come to school, if they actually are enjoying themselves. It goes and back to what Amy Tepetti said. Yes. I want to raise the nice kid. Yeah. Be the nice, the nice kid. kid. You've I've, said that a million times. Yeah. Like you want to know that your kid has somebody to sit with at lunch and you want to know that somebody's going to care when they come in late, that they are upset, not that they're late. And so a lot of those old practices that people have been instilled throughout teaching for, you know, however many years break them. Like, I don't, I hate that. That is my biggest pet peeve. Care more about the kid and less about the procedure. Yes. Amen, sister. (laughs) I get so mad about that. I get so mad about it. But everywhere I go, if you ask, how many phone calls do you think that parents get about their kids throughout the year? 
across this whole country, the average is usually zero to five. That's a problem. Yeah. Or, you know, it's funny because when I call parents are always like, (gasps) I'm like, don't worry, this is not an emergency call because Mm -hmm. they're so used to that. And we need to break that a little bit. Like we need to be able to say, like you said, sending home a survey, talking to them on multiple points out of the year. I don't know. I just don't, I don't understand where the fear of parents has come from, I think is my big issue. Well, I think part of it is that you've been an administrator and so have I. Parents can be hard at times. Sure. But I've been, I've been the hard parent. I know it. I know for a fact that I've been strong and advocate, but the, when I, at the end of the day, when I go to bed, I have to say to myself, my children, their greatest and best advocate is me. Mm -hmm. I've truly been able to advocate, but at the same point, I'm sure that I could have changed some of my approaches along the way, especially with my son when I look back, but I don't regret advocating. And everywhere I go, I will have parents come up to me and say, thank you for sharing just what it's like sometimes to be a mom, because Mm -hmm. it's really hard to be a parent versus an educator. And sometimes being a parent and an educator is a blessing and a curse. It is because you know more about what you're asking about, Sure, which, and and I do get, I guess, when I was a first year or even like second or third year teacher, I was nervous to call home, you know, call a kid's house just because I was thinking, what are they going to say when I think this? Or what if they're confrontational? Which brings me to my next tangent in my head. Maybe we should talk about conflict resolution with teachers in the very beginning of the year so that they have those skills. And let's model difficult conversations with a parent. Mm -hmm. And I've even said to some of our really like new out of the gate teachers, I've also said to 30 year veteran teachers that are like, forget it. I've had a terrible experience. I have PTSD. I never want to call yeah. them again. Go ahead and call me. It's the first two weeks and simply introduce yourself yep. and tell me that you want to know about my son. And then let's have that conversation. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to come after you. If the only reason you're calling is to say, is there anything you want me to know about your son before we begin the school year? Yeah, because it's a good phone call. That's yes. the whole point. You get a good phone call in before you have to call about something negative. And that is the basis of any relationship. It's we don't, just like with kids. We don't get to be mad when parents aren't involved and then be super mad when parents are too involved. Yeah, you've said that before. I know. I say it constantly. See, it, do you know yeah. why? Because it drives me crazy. <laughs> it drives me crazy. I don't know. Tangent. I just, you I'm know, so I'm, I'm big. I actually hate, and maybe it's me personally, I hate responding in email and I don't know why. I just think there's so much loss, like your tone, your empathy, the Mm -hmm. ability to care. I would rather call and I've got like ragingly mad emails before and I call and I'm like, Hey, let's talk about this. Parents are like, Oh my God, what? That's because, (laughs) but that's why you're a great administrator. I used to do the exact same thing. And here's the thing. I do think that we will have administrators that will say to teachers now follow up everything in writing. Okay. I get that, but you can always have a decent conversation you will never convince me that responding in email is better than hearing. I mean, the best is always face-to-face. Yep. Always. If you can't do that, the second best is a phone call. Yeah. And then you can always say, thank you so much. We've cleared the, or whatever that looks like. And I will follow up with you in writing just so that you have it. And I have it. And but we know what we're doing. It seems yeah. so impersonal. This I hate is a it. Human job. It drives me nuts. Yeah, I do. I mean, and that's something that I think everybody struggles with, right? Because you have this 
really human. No one goes into teaching to be like, I can't wait to raise test scores. Like that is ridiculous. Uh-huh. And that is so stupid. We're and I hate that it. in our book. Yeah, we should. Nobody goes into education to raise test scores. People go into education because they love kids. And I think that somewhere along the line, and perhaps there's different initiatives that make this hard, but they go into education because they want to help the kid every single day. And then when we don't give them the time and don't give them the space and don't give them the training on how to best do that, then we need to take a step back and think what's really important. This is why people need to show up on June 22nd <gasps> yeah. so that they can meet with us and talk to us because we're going to do some Facebook live. We're going to yeah. do some audience, different participation, and it's going to be great because we don't talk about why we got into education enough. We don't. And it's really sad because even like I start to think about a lot of the PD I've recently been doing with my staff is small groups and how to meet kids where they're at and help them. Like don't necessarily make it about their reading level or math level, but just like what they need at the time. And I always tell my staff, you don't ever need to ask me for permission to do what's best for kids. So if I walk into your room and it's supposed to be quote unquote math time, but you're in a classroom meeting because your kids can't seem to get along anymore. Good for you. You're being responsive and flexible. And I'd rather see that than kids throwing things at each other. That's why you're a great principal though. Like I can't. So there's nothing in education that's black and white. I'm going to be honest about that. Mm -mm. Everything is about gray because Mm -hmm. we are humans. And this idea that everything has to be, it must be exactly like this. And procedurally when we we deal, yeah, we do hate that. That's the part of being unsupervised yes. that we believe is so very important. Okay. Well, we've been on enough. Tangents. We've been on a real long tangent. Sorry guys. I don't know. I love it. It's time for would you rather? Oh, okay. Perfect. Do you want to go first? So I do want to go first this time. So Kate decided that it was a good idea to bring back. Would you rather? We've had a lot of <laughs> guests tell us that they love this part. And as everyone knows, I don't like this part, but I have some would you rathers that I've put together to try to combat what I'm going to be faced with Kate because she isn't nice to me when it comes to this. Okay. Okay. So Kate, would you rather know the date of your death or would you rather know the cause of your death? Um, I think I would rather know the cause so that I could try and prevent it. Otherwise I'd just be afraid of the date. Mm. So like if they said I was going to have a heart attack, like I would get, I would do better heart health things. Okay. Okay. All right. I support that. Mm -hmm. I think I would have chosen date, but okay. I, okay. So would you rather be ridiculously skinny forever? Oh, like you have the best body that you've ever had or, but you'd rather, okay. So would you rather be ridiculously skinny forever, but you'd never be able to have another drink, alcoholic drink ever? Okay. Okay. Or Uh would you rather weigh what you weigh now plus or minus 20 pounds and be able to eat and drink whatever you want for the rest of your oh, life. Oh, okay. So the second one, because I can't give up things to save my life. So if I was like maybe 20 pounds heavier, 20 pounds lighter, like I could deal with that. I think that's what it is. Okay. Would you rather, <laughs> this is within reason, like nothing okay. bad's going to happen yeah. to you, but okay. Smart. So would you rather be a nun? Okay. Or would you rather be an exotic dancer for an entire week? If is the nun for a lifetime? No, it's a week. So would you rather okay. be a nun for a week 
Or would you rather be an exotic dancer Dancer. for a week? But if you were either of those, nothing bad's going to happen to you. So I think I would want to be like Whoopi Goldberg and Sister Act and be that kind of nun. And I think I would shake up the convent. So I would pick (laughs) nun. You're so ridiculous. Okay. Uh, Here's my last one. And then I'm afraid because I feel like I just can never outdo you because you're such a show off when it comes to everything. Okay. Would you rather be the only one who was drunk at a family reunion. Okay. Or would you rather be the only one who is sober at the family reunion and everybody else is really drunk? I think I would rather be the only sober one so that I could laugh at everybody and then bring it up for the next couple Christmases. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I would bet. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? No, no, I'm not ready. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. So would you rather go a year with no eyelashes or a year with no eyebrows? I would rather go a year with no eyebrows because I can draw them on. <laughs> because honestly, like my mom never really had a lot of eyebrows and she would beautifully draw them on and you would never know it. Oh, okay. But I really love lashes and I've been doing a new lash serum. So that's easy for me. Okay. This is good. Would you rather never be able to shower again mm. or not be able to shave your legs? Oh, that's terrible. Oh, that's terrible. Where do you come up with this? I'm just asking. I would I would want to shower and then have to deal with my legs being hairy. Would you just braid your hands? I'd either braid them or I would just wear pants all the time. And I would wear like cute pants so you wouldn't know but at least I would be clean and I'd be showering okay this is good (laughs) would you rather have a huge booger hanging out of your nose for the rest of your life it's never coming out Mm. or have a pimple on your forehead for the rest of your life like just huge pimple never never going so I'd rather have the pimple because I feel like you have taught me about really great concealers (laughs) and different ways that we can Photoshop things to make ourselves look better. So honestly, I'd rather have a pimple and just deal with it and use great concealer. Okay. All right. This is smart. Okay. So this is my last one. Oh no. <laughs> so <laughs> would you rather oh no. Would you rather who in the toilet at a party? Who in the toilet at a party knowing you're gonna clog it up? So it's the only <laughs> bathroom. Okay. And it's just gonna clog it. Okay. And so everyone's gonna know Courtney walks out, she clogged the toilet. <laughs> or poo in the bushes in the backyard of the party. I'd poo in the bushes. <laughs> I'm from Clinton. And we really didn't care. And there have been plenty of times where we were at cornfields and different places that there was not even a bathroom to be found and we would rough it. So I feel like I could deal with that and be totally fine because one of my friends that was with me probably would have like a roll of toilet paper because some of us didn't grow up in the suburbs and some of us grew up in the sticks. Okay. Okay. This is good. I mean, it's fine. I I don't know what I would choose for that, but I just want to know what you would pick. I I think we all know what you would have chosen. (laughs) You would have chosen just letting everybody know that you ripped it in the toilet and, <laughs> and you'd just be, and you'd be you fine. You have no toilet outside. Come on. No, but if you grow up like in Clinton, we some of us get drive around with toilet paper in the backseat. I don't know. 
<laughs> okay, great. Ask your friends that guys. Well, yeah. I mean, that's another great episode for us and we're just really excited. Thank you for all of our listeners that continue to stick around with <laughs> us. And, uh, as you know, we will do a quick sparkle spotlight here at the very end. Yep. And we only have one more episode, you guys, in, in season two, and that's next week. And it's with Chris Singleton. Ooh. Yeah. So this is a big deal. It is. We've had Damon West. Mm -hmm. We've, I mean, we've had some heavy hitters on this podcast. One of the things that I love is that we have people that wouldn't consider themselves to be heavy hitters, but they really are. Yeah. And then we have people that are in the profession, not in the profession. We have men, we have women. We're just really all about some real talk, but Chris Singleton is incredible and he's going to be somebody that everybody is going to want to tune in and listen to for sure yeah what a good cliffhanger way to go us <laughs> <laughs> well you know what you are a show off jello yep. yeah right. well let's go ahead and hear next from bsl our sparkle sister with today's sparkle spotlight let's go hi this is babna sharma lewis with today's sparkle spotlight most of our life is spent chasing false goals and worshiping false ideals the day you realize this is the day you really start to live. Cheers to living your best life. Sparkle on. Okay, well, there you go, everyone. Here we are back again, and we are going to go ahead and turn it over to Kate to sign us off for this week's episode. All right, everyone. If you haven't played Would You Rather with your friends lately, you're really missing out. That's my first <laughs> Don't do life it. lesson. My second life lesson is... Go check on your kids and your teachers at school and make sure they're okay. Number three, if you don't have a seat at the table, always remember you can always sit with us.